0: Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad.
1: Sup, you magic folk. Welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. This is episode number 55. I am your host, Matt Olson. Over there, your other host. dead what's up over no 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 over there no JB tonight he's in his hole he is in his hole uh the, the little boggle hole he unable to join us tonight so hopefully you guys will be fine with just our two voices without JB's uh high screeching voice I was gonna say comical uh not improvisation Impressions? Uh, no. What's the the word? Comic relief. There we go. Without his comic relief, words are hard. Words are very hard. But we got an episode for y'all. Still, even without JB. You know, Danny, I gotta say it here real quick. What's up? So, so you don't listen to the episodes? Of course not. I'm on them. Why would I listen to? Them? Very true. So I think I think JB does on occasion. So I'm just gonna say this here. JB, guess what? We won the bet. what was the bet Danny take us away with that breakdown (laughs) the breakdown why do I have to do the breakdown because we got to divide everything up here evenly without JB now
0: oh okay (laughs) okay (laughs) so like every other episode we've ever done uh, this is the order we've always done and always will do it We'll start off with this past weekend's event results. Moving along to the next week or upcoming events. B&R, which we don't have any. Then we move to the news. Then we have JB's favorite section. I guess also Matt's favorite section of the weekly finance. And then we move to the deck of the week. Fan favorite, I believe. Possibly. I don't know. Send us your information so we can, or your, your comments, concerns, and suggestions for decks, Be greatly appreciated. But Matt, you want to in, uh, indulge everyone in this last weekend's results? Gladly.
1: But before we do that, got to let you know about our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in Fargo, North Dakota, in the basement of the mall.
0: That's what I forgot to do. You did. You said breakdown. You didn't say anything about our sponsors.
1: I'll t- I'll take that. I'll take that fall.
0: Also, my voice is cracking. I uh, had an allergy breakout this weekend. Oh, man. Womp womp.
1: Yep. Tis the season for that now.
0: Also, a little too much alcohol. So, my voice is a little raspy because of that. that. That'll do
1: it. That'll do it. Having a merry old time. And just getting
0: drunk. Well, it wasn't just getting drunk. It was on my brother-in-law's wedding. So got to party hard at one of those things. Always got to do that. So anyway, Matt, last weekend's results. How did they turn out? Uh, the one thing we're going to pull up here is
1: the Hoaglandia. Hoaglandia happened last weekend. It is a Hoaglandia
0: six. Why does that sound like the land that they made up for uh, Larping and role models?
1: <laughs>
0: oh man! What 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 was their like fantasy kingdom oh, called? In that in the whole Larping community. We're using a live Google search right now. Because I know their I, mean, I know their kingdom was Kislandia. Kislandia. Like- well, there were KISS characters. Yes,
1: that's right.
0: I can't remember what the actual like kingdom was that they all fought for. Let's see.
1: Do do do. Ronnie takes an interest in Wheeler's favorite band kiss and discovers Wheeler's share of obsession with oh breasts. Right. Uh Wheeler the te- teaches them Danny and Augie Bond and realize they're both involved in a sturdy wing program against their will. However luck, manages to sneak up. In the Kingdom of Lair. L A I R E Lair Lari? Pretty sure it's just Lair.
0: So it is oh, Lair. The King of Lair.
1: Yeah. Just Lair.
0: Okay. Maybe then it's just Kiss Landia that I <laughs> remembered.
1: Kiss Kiss Myantha. Oh Maybe yeah, kiss my antha. Kiss That's my antha.
0: <laughs> Yes. Ah, uh, it's been so long since I watched that movie yep with one of the best actors out there uh sean william scott paul Rudd. <sighs> sean william scott's good too though paul Rudd. <laughs> he's gotten younger American as he's gotten older
1: one of the american heroes right there he is so the hoglandia <laughs> happened this last weekend uh this is a uh, just an interesting temperature check on standard. We figure with new standard events, uh, new standard format out on Arena. Talk about some of that stuff. And Gruel, uh, Gruel uh, Adventures took down the Hoglandia. It had cards like Rimrock Knight, Bone Crusher Giant, Edgewall Innkeeper, Embercleave, um and surprisingly, no uh, Charm at all but you know questing beast is just straight up beat down had some of the new cards uh kazandu mammoth the three drop three three with landfall uh and then also had uh shatter skull smashing which turns out to be a very popular and powerful card according to everybody online right now but after that we had a mono green aggro deck mono red aggro deck a four color omnath Got the pod pup here with us tonight, making some noise in the background, messing with chairs.
0: Good old Barry. Good old Barry. Bark, bark, bark.
1: Uh, uh so I left off with uh two four color omnaths, and then a Sultai mid-range and uh four color Yorion. Diverse standard meta, it looks like. Uh I don't know. We're gonna talk about one of the standard decks here at Deck of the Week that's really bonkers. And it kind of involves four-color Omnath as well. That card is a powerhouse. Yep, yep. Uh, we didn't grab any upcoming events
0: because we're... We just didn't. Unorganized. <laughs>
1: Very unorganized. We'll right be now.
0: honest with you. We were not organized for this podcast.
1: JB, why you do this to us? <clears throat> <laughs>
0: but from there, am going to pass it over to Danny now. Yup, yup. For this blog talk of the week, this blog talk of the week is brought to you by the Sliver Noble. Yes, could teleport being a forgettable spell from Magic's past open the word teleport up to more likely being a keyword or ability in the game. Mark's simple one-worded answer is yes.
1: Ooh speculation
0: what's your thoughts so would teleport just literally be more of a blink effect i'm thinking more teleport like so if you attack this person and gets targeted you could teleport it out of the battlefield basically into oblivion and bring it back teleport at the end of combat so it's like blinking but without blink
1: I think it would be more along the lines of maybe an activated ability because you know if you teleport, you're teleporting on command.
0: So would it be a mana ability? No,
1: no, no. Well, I mean, you pay, I mean,
0: you'd pay, a, you'd pay mana into it. Yeah. So like, I mean, maybe you can. Trigger so it's it off con- with So it's like counter. Instead of instead of being hexproof proof or anything, you can just teleport it out. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Tap teleport comes back. And then you can keep to- teleporting it for every many you want, but it's just more like a counter spell. But then every time you teleport, it has obviously some sickness,
1: right? Hmm. I think the thing with that is like if it does something like that, it would be stepping in the uh, toes of phasing, which has now been kind of readded into yeah in, in, into uh, the magic lingo. With re upping it during core twenty one. If they did teleport.
0: Mm,
1: but that I mean it makes
0: sense to be blinking
1: of sorts. Like that,
0: that would like it makes sense to give it to the ability to teleport, not having a keyword says teleport. Or maybe it's a more of a commander version. Oh, teleport your commander from the command zone or something like maybe. that. Maybe. Maybe. Get away from I don't know, some weird shenanigans stuff like that. I don't know. That's just I just thought that was interesting getting uh, maybe a, a new keyword out there rather than just a spell. I bet you We're probably going
1: to see something along the lines of this in uh Strixhaven coming out this spring.
0: Maybe. Yeah, the wizards or the mages. It would make thematical sense. Yeah, it would. But anyways, moving along. Moving right along,
1: to a dog getting in your backpack.
0: Yeah, it could be worse.
1: So let's talk about some news
0: here. Yes, sir.
1: Last week Zendikar came out on Arena, so here's a reminder for y'all to type in the code playzendikar to get 3 free pre- 3 3 free packs. Words are
0: hard on Arena.
1: <laughs>
0: I should probably do that. Definitely. Since I haven't opened up Arena for a long time.
1: Yeah, the only amount of Arena I've been playing is uh is some historic. I want to do a bunch of drafting on Zendikar. But as we're talking about Zendikar, an article from destructoid.com says that as soon as the update was live, players noticed that they had been rewarded with old, already out of date cards for their renewal system, a mechanic designed to reward players for partaking in old sets before the new set rotation hits. Thanks to some intrepid uh, data miners, it seems as if Wizards possibly coded the old rotation system from 2019 Throne of Eldraine's renewal oops. Uh, Following this debacle, the system was put back on maintenance mode, which struggled for the rest of the day. Even in the US evening, Arena was chugging with the black screen air, as well as difficulty redeeming wildcards and enabling matchmaking procedures uh today the game seems stable and uh, and as the author of this has yet to have it crash or get an error yet so if you're waiting to log in it's safe now so yeah this is just kind of a downside with the the update that happened
0: hmm.
1: and then also with that there were some people that were saying that they could see like a develop a developer's uh, screen which is kind of interesting um according to epic stream Uh, Some players have noticed that what seems like a developer mode for the game, the debug menu reveals various options like timers, decks, vanity, battlefield, autoplay, mulligan, events, and brass man. There is also an option for stack the deck and enable tree of Congress. Some people were experiencing that after the update. Hmm. And there is not much information left about that. It seems that that's been fixed and no no one can see that like quote-unquote developer screen must
0: be a glitch in the
1: code probably they have a picture of it right here and it looks yeah yeah the screen is interesting links in the description below if you're interested on just checking out more and maybe follow up uh maybe epic stream
0: or uh destructoid will follow up maybe so the article "Commander Play Jump Three Times in Two Years" brought to you by Wizard Play Network, um, shows that uh, at the start of 2018, we saw around 9,000 unique players sitting down for Commander Play at various WPN um, stores. Um, by February of 2020. That number had tripled to about twenty eight thousand unique players a week. Twenty eight thousand players a week are playing Commander. It's kind of a lot of cards. That is a lot of players. It's good to know. I think that's a lot of cards. That's two million eight hundred thousand different cards that are getting played with in a week. Yep, and this doesn't sh- and this doesn't show any signs of slung down. Anytime soon? Um, why would it? Commander never goes out unless they make up a, a rages band or change in their BNR. Nah, even
1: would, even with that, people wouldn't be dropping that. They've they oh, banned no, Flash yeah. and uh, Paradox Engine. Yeah, those were like key cards in a lot of people's decks and stuff.
0: So, and then it's a little easier to, uh, I guess, change those decks. Because there's such a wide variety of cards to use. But further on, um, stores that host Commander have seen 14% more tickets overall for their various events.
1: 14% is nothing to be shaking a stick at. Oh, no. That's injuries. that's a lot. Yeah. For any store. You know, I know... uh the The stores in town, like uh, Paradox, they have they have Commander Knight the same nights as uh, standard. And I think I can't remember. Pretty sure this was bef- in the before times. I can't remember. I don't. I don't know what they're doing now. I do know that uh, J Dubs they're doing a bunch of their league stuff over Discord through Spell Table. So. Yep. Good old Spell Table. Good old Spell Table. So I'm pretty sure. More more stores, more LGSs in America are doing something like that where, you know, they're continuing on with their leagues via, you know, spell table. Yep.
0: And stuff. So Well, it helps that Wizards now own spell table. Right.
1: And we're still we're still waiting to see like what uh implications are are that that's gonna involve. Because they're talking about how they're now gonna Use spell table for help ha- have spell table help lgss and stuff yep. be able to get uh, games and stuff promoted and
0: oh yeah it's and it's a way for them to i guess create their table assign- assignments through i don't know like discord i don't know cuz Jw does discord i don't know what paradox if they have some sort of discord right that they can use to match play um
1: Well, we do have the companion app right now. We do. I've uh I've uh with a couple times that we've done it on J Dub's. Um pretty sure it's been the companion app most of the times. Uh, one one modern league we did it,
0: it was on the companion app and it worked very smoothly. Did it? Oh yeah. I don't think I've ever really used the companion app for anything other than maybe the life counter. Time to jump in on Modern League on Saturday then there, Yeah. Bud. <laughs> uh you guys don't want to get wrecked by mono white <laughs> turn four walking ballista. We'll see do it. I ain't scared. I'm done a number of times uh gargoyle
1: <laughs>
0: and n j d and n j b both of y'all getting called out but yeah there's not much you can do in turn four especially when it's my turn before yours, right. Um, but back to this uh, commander uprising. Um, Premium stores averaging more than one commander event a week, so there's there's a good way of getting uh those commander events. Because I can I kind of wanted commander events to happen when I was still playing standard, really. Because obviously, you and our buddies got me and commander by giving me yep. a sweet deck for free. Right. That wrecked everything. No better way to get someone <laughs> hooked. You give them the you give them the free Give me give me a hundred cards for free and just oh, there's thousands of dollars now I've spent on decks. And you'll be coming back for more. Yeah. Um, yep. 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 I, I think I think more LGS is gonna start running those Commander Knights weekly, if not almost bi weekly starting now cuz they've they've seen those are they they kind of feel the the aftermath of standard or I should say covid um that everyone's staying away from standard cuz well you can you can play standard already in MTGA um I don't know how it is on MTGO cuz I don't play it or, or, a, or is, local boggle, <laughs> is MTGO more legacy, vintage, and modern? I mean, you just get everything there. Well, you do, but I mean, do people playing MT uh, playing standard? Are they obviously they're more arena than most likely MTGO? Uh,
1: they're still posting up standard uh, challenges and league results online, are they? so. Standard seems like it's still firing it off. It's not like what Pioneer was, what was it, like two months ago when there's a, uh, a challenge that did not fire off at all.
0: Yeah. But.
1: I don't think Standard's got that, uh, has had that happen to it yet, at least not that I've seen so far online.
0: Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. Me personally, I don't play Standard because it's too much to stay competitive in, and it's just like oh hey by the time you get your deck done oh it's rotated out great i let's start all over again and me who doesn't have the whole deck teching for like the 60 card set that are from th- what three sets that's what's standard usually 3 to no, 6 yep yep so i'm i'm more of like oh hey give me a wide wide range i can do it but you like to play with everything, not just a select few things. I want a lot, not a little. <laughs> I'm greedy or very indecisive, whatever you
1: want to call it. Well, I mean, this year is the year of Commander, so it really makes sense that you know they're going to be pushing all this stuff.
0: Oh yeah, well, and Commander is really where the money's at, anyway. Like, yeah, Standard is money, but those who want to invest money, Commander is a format for you. I guess so is Modern, but... Oh, and so is Legacy. All all the old
1: formats where you can get, like...
0: Yeah, those, yes. I mean, the Commanders, for those who are just starting off, that would be the format you'd want to, I guess, put your money into right now. Because Legacy, Vintage, all those... You're going to need some serious cash. Again. The low is hard.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially with reserve list cards still climbing up. Exactly. Let's see if we talk about that this week.
0: Yeah, like my, uh, I don't know if it's really reserved, but my Mox Diamond that I sent in for grading. Yeah, that's on the reserve list. So I just that, got by
1: with the promo loophole or premium loophole or whatever it was before they closed it.
0: Yep, through the vault.
1: So what's uh, what's the uh, status on that?
0: Uh, it's up for, for grading. I think I have another. No, is it a week, 10 days before I get that back. Nice. It was a 20-day grade. Okay. So we'll see what PSA has to say about it. And then we will come to you live. Jo- Josh was thinking it's going to be like a 9.5. So a 9.5 box diamond from the vault is, I want to say $600. Four, <laughs> 400 to $600, I think. Jesus. Mind mind you, I bought I bought the vault. The the whole whole card collection of the vault uh relics for like four twenty five. Yeah, right
1: before like all this stuff started happening. Yeah. Remember you were talking about it. Right. Like, do I do this? It's like, yeah, you should probably do that. Yep. And had, 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 just... the,
0: had the cash. Just, just happened to have the cash because of COVID. <laughs> just been rolling in money week by week on unemployment. So it's like you know, I I got money. I needed this card for a commander deck. Actually, a few of the cards in there I can use for commander decks. But it's like, hey, I want this card because looking for it, it's like, oh, it's four hundred some dollars a piece. Oh, hey, local card shop has a vault for the same price of the cards. So it's like, sure, I'll get fifteen fifteen cards for one card price. Why yeah. not?
1: It's really hard to pass that up.
0: So yeah, it's like I will I'll get this and then. Hadn't opened it for what? Several months at Several least. months. Cause yeah, you got this I, back
1: in like May, June. I wanna
0: say it's April. Was it
1: April? Okay, so yeah. I
0: think it was like April like April, early May. Yeah, it was when until I got it.
1: All the reserve lists started coming in. Yeah. JB and I are like, You should
0: probably do this, and you're like, I think I'm gonna do this. Yep. Yeah. So I got that. And yeah, I just brought the J Dubs Yeah, about a week ago. So J Dub's plug. Right. That's where you go for 20 bucks for a 20 day grading it's not bad no not at all you're saving on the shipping the handling the return shipping and all that right? stuff and i it was literally still in the plastic wrap that it came in until i got J Dubs. we opened it he immediately put it into a sleeve he immediately hard sleeved it or did he triple sleeve it because I think you put a perfect fit on it, and then I can't remember if you put a card sleeve on it, and then put it in the hard case. Makes sense for that way to do it. But, yeah, it's, it was very well protected. Very little hand contact. Just good. Just I very like, good. I, I literally give the card to Josh. It's like, here you go. You open it. You grab the card. You take care of it. I am not touching it. Right. So, he's like, ah, there's a few blemishes like there's like two little white dots i think on the very back like the very bottom on the back side on the corners because so i think it's a printing R- or cutting air probably well i don't think it's cutting air i think it's more of a printing air well you'll definitely find that out in the grading results but it's like very little spe- little specs so it's like he's like i don't know how tedious they're gonna be on that but we'll see anything over a nine's mean good money for sure. But again, I'm not getting rid of it anytime soon, so the price is, is only gonna go up.
1: Right. So this is where you're gonna get a frame and mount it on your wall above your computer. Most likely I'm gonna put
0: I'm gonna actually get a safety deposit box. So <laughs> I'm there just gonna go. put it in there and forget about it for years. There you go. Die and then my great great grandchildren is like find it. Oh hell, look at this card, it's now hundred thousand dollars. That's a good. Uh, Doubt it, but hey, wishful thinking. It's good college money right there. No, no black lotus.
1: Well, that is not your finance section. We'll get to that. here That in is a not. This is my
0: rant on my card that <laughs> I have. That is the most expensive card I own currently. Until I own a Badland, which we'll put that out of. But anyways, Matt, what's next?
1: So those who have been listening. Y'all know I'm a metalhead. And if anything metal and magic come up, like I get, I just got to talk about it. So according to bandcamp.com, this is an article from them. Metalheads Mulligans, seven heavy records inspired by magic. The gathering caught my attention. And I'm like, I need to listen to this. So this article talks about, uh, seven, seven bands who have songs that are inspired by magic. The gathering, uh, I'll just say like the name of the band, the name of the song, and a little bit of the background to it real quick, just to like fly by. So, first off, we have uh Visigoth with the song Final Spell. This one is inspired by uh Urza's saga and the Brothers War. It's a five and a half minute of dueling guitar lines and powerhouse falsetto vocals. 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 Oh my gosh. Words are hard. So. Here's a saga during the brother war. Like this is like the backdrop to this song. Next we have the band time walk with the song path to exile. Uh, the The band is named after one of the legendary power nine, a set of ultra rare overpowered and ludicrously valuable cards printed in magic history. This is quoted from the article here. Time walk are a Missouri wrecking crew whose contrast sludgy hardcore punk with nineties death and thrash metal. They're not an NTG inspired act per se uh, were not in their name, but the reference uh, embedded in the debut album track listing, which is path to Exile and Supreme verdicts and their mentions stated collective affinity for the game. Time walks nerdy traits would fly under the radar those cut as well as the title track uh, those cuts as well as the title track. Are but three examples of why metal and magic make such a perfect combination. Next is "Obsidian uh, Pillars of Creation" by Obsidian Tide. Uh, this one is uh, explores the battle for Zendikar storyline from two perspectives uh, by Pilgrim Ailey and the godlike demon Abnixlus. Next we have the Larval Hope by. Sallow moth. Sallow? Sallow moth? S-A-L-L. Sallow. Is that a word?
0: Or is it sal salo? Hey, Google.
1: What's a salo? S-A-L-L-O-W. Sorry, I don't have any information about
0: that. Uh, <laughs> I tried. So basically. A person's face or complexion of an unhealthy yellow or pale brown color. That's an adjective. So, so it's, it's a, a sick, sick moth. Sick
1: moth. <laughs> okay, so this is the larf-
0: sick-looking moth. This is perfect. That is your kind of music. Anyway.
1: So uh, in here, they have a couple songs, Ancient Grudge and Temporal Trespass, which are two magic cards, uh, Sallow Moth, uh, The Larval Hope is the name of the song, uh, and those were other songs in the album. Uh, they talk about the multiverse inhabited by celestial hominid moths, hum- humanoid moths.
0: It's Sallow. It is Sallow.
1: Oh, I got it right. Guys, I got it right. Thank uh,
0: you, Google.
1: They're wary about greedy humans, evil androids, and, def- and uh, defected factions of moths who went rogue mutating into these malicious scavengers and sorcerers who this, thrive on chaos and death poison
0: magic. Is this Star Wars? I don't know.
1: <laughs> this An- actually.
0: Androids, moths that are on human side, bad people, sounds like Star Wars. Anyways, what's the next band? The next band is uh, Gigax,
1: G-Y-G-A-X, with their song Critical Hits.
0: I love their album cover. Yeah, their album cover. And with D&D dice.
1: With uh, like a grid background that's like purple and and black and like spacey
0: looking. Yep. Hey, look at that, Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah.
1: Um this came out, uh, their 2019 excellent high fantasy LP is where this one came out in. Uh, I've always noticed quote, I've always noticed the connection between heavy metal and fantasy ever since Dio was singing about spells and charms said bassist and vocalist Eric Harris. Maybe it's, the uh, imagery of epic battles and spellcasting heavy metal has a sense of storytelling or adventure to its ethos so it makes sense that fantasy would fall hand in hand with that which brings us to Liliana a highlight off of Gigix's 2016 LP critical hits honoring necromancer anti-heroine Liliana Vess the song's ominous thrilling feel is a direct reflection of the card itself at least in spirit Next, we have the band Grave Timing. Grave Timing. Words. Tonight's not my night, Danny. Tonight is not my night. That would be Grave Titan. (laughs) With Demo 2019. Uh, Grave Titan is one of Magic's most iconic creatures and as well as a commander staple. And it's also the namesake of a talented and upcoming metalcore outfit from Boise, Idaho, who parlay their zeal for metal and nerd culture into spectacular, well-produced breakdowns. Uh, I think if you were to capture our music as an image, it'd be best displayed by Magic Cards, says Lead vocalist guitarist and mono red maven Alex Marshall citing Goblin Grenade as a particular example Goblin Grenade made sense because that song to us sounds like throwing grenades and lyrically it's about self-destruction ooh yeah after this we're going to be listening to some of this stuff uh, and lastly on this list we have Wild Speaker with their song Survey the Wreckage uh, Wildspeaker's 2015 effort, *Survey the Wreckage*, might take its name from the mono Red Spell, but its contents are more or less Golgari incarnate—that shorthand for black and green. If you don't, if you haven't been keeping up, on songs like *Overgrown Tomb* and *Abrupt Decay*, the Texans' downtrodden sludge riffs and gnarled guitars drive home Green's undertones of. Cy- cyclical decay and renewal contrasted with black roots, blacks Ruth with blacks ruthlessness by way of blood-curdling vocals and thundering D beat rhythms but yeah no, those tracks they're super pr- pretty good hmm we just listened to them we took a break there because we don't want to get hit with any like copyright issues
0: yeah we don't want this up taken down nope
1: we want you all to listen to this so you go click those links and check them out yourself i 100 think it's worth your time but i am a metalhead so that he (laughs) is uh one more thing before we jump into the biggest topic here which is the state of arena update there was a Apparently, the Secret Drop series of the April Fool's Secret Drop released this week to uh, LGSs.
0: Oh? Yeah. What was in that one?
1: It had uh, Sinkhole, it had Stormcrow, Goblin Snowman, and Tybalt the Fiend-blooded.
0: Go to old.
1: mud hole, not sinkhole, mud hole, and these are supposed to be like the uh the uh full best cards ever in magic, and they're all foil. So uh, although announced as an April Fool's joke, it was revealed at some point in the future after passing of the COVID-19 outbreak, the cards would be printed and provided to WPN stores at no charge to use at their discretion. This happened when small numbers of the sets were allocated to WPN stores in September, one for each regular WPN store and five for WPN premium stores. So check your LGS, see if they got them with this. Apparently there is a high demand for these online uh the 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 going rate for one of these april fools yeah the the, they have a oh my god they have a price starting at 190 bucks 89.99 with shipping including
0: hopefully shipping is included with that price
1: ah that means i owe jb i said these things were going to be like 20 bucks I don't think JB's thought that they were going to be $190. Bucks. Oh my
0: God. Up there's... to $440.
1: Yeah. Docs, comics, and game unopened. <laughs> and they still they didn't put the shipping included at $10 shipping.
0: Oh, $450 for it. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Or $385 with $10 shipping. Or $200 with $5 shipping. Jesus. Like, include the shipping <laughs> in the price.
1: <laughs> Just do it. Oh my God. Yeah, no.
0: Already, this is, you're already charging four hundred times the month. That's actually worth.
1: This is bonkers. Yeah, hundred an un, unopened one, one, hundred and ninety bucks still. It's a lot. Yeah, just wanted to uh, just wanted to add this in here before we went to the state of arena, which we're going to jump into right. Meow. Meow. Yeah. So the state of arena was dropped last uh, on the fifteenth which was a Tuesday, Wednesday, when it was the 15th, Tuesday, strapped on a Tuesday. So it starts off with adventure awaits. Get ready to Royal in just a few short days. And rising will be making its digital debut on arena alongside our September game update. So, Zendikar Rising is out. A couple things to be noted. The expeditions and cards from the list will not be added to Arena. Both contain powerful cards that would blow out the power level of the format from their words. As for those beautiful full art lands, you'll be able to add them to your collection in a similar fashion to the Godzilla series monster card styles that they did for Ikoria Lair of Behemoths. For a limited time, when you purchase a Zendikar Rising Booster Bundle with at least six boosters or enter a Zendikar Rising Draft or Sealed Event, you will also receive, receive copies of Full Art Zendikar Rising Basic Lands, duplicate protected, of course. This also includes the Jace Pack pre order bundle. So if you did any of those, you got the Full Art Basics. A uh, new thing in here as well. You want to read the new thing with the uh emojis? Sure.
0: Okay, you do the that emotes. and
1: then
0: I'll go into the yeah. So, with the new update, uh they have brought in a fun little feature or a f- one of the fun little features that they brought in uh with Zendikar Rising is the ability to customize your in-game emote options. In addition to the default options, the players will be able to unlock additional emotes from the Zencar Rising mastery pass, as well as certain in-game events. Once they've been added to your collection, you'll be able to edit your available emotes through your profile page, right next to the avatar and pet selection. And you don't worry about being selective. There is no maximum to your choices. Ooh. If you select all available emotes, you'll be able to scroll through all of them while in-game by using the arrow buttons by the emotes selection. Pretty cool.
1: They have an angry-looking hedron, a crying-looking hedron, a sleeping-looking hedron, a dancing-looking hedron, and a loving-looking hedron. Mm-hmm. And then it has like the classic texts and stuff of good game. Oops, thinking nice. And then there's expansion. A couple of the cards that they show on here is too fast, turned around, worried much, <laughs> grab a leg, backup plan. <laughs> Obey corporate. <laughs> what are up with these?
0: Yeah, what's up with the grab a leg? Yeah, I don't know what the grab a leg is.
1: Okay, so I, I, I pull it up here. I own it no longer. Oh, I don't have any stickers. So I gotta does it say I gotta buy the bundle?
0: Um uh, Customize it. in addition to You can get it through sp- the master pass. Yeah,
1: through just as well as certain events. Hmm.
0: So what's the, what's the bundle right now? Or what's the daily deal?
1: Oh, uh, daily deal as of Monday night right now are all of the buddy lands. They're uh,
0: all full art.
1: Yeah, they're whatever. The extended arena. art. Yeah, the extended art for the arena. They're all 70% off. So that's like Ritbound Craig, Glacial Fortress, Drowned Catacomb, Isolated Chapel, Dragon Skull Summit, Sulphur Falls, Hinterland Harbor, Woodland Cemetery, Clifftop Retreat, and Sunpetal Grove. Nice. All for 1,500 gold or 300 gems. Uh, The bundles. The bundles. Oop. Got the lands, Amonkhet. Yeah, I think
0: you're going to have to... You can go through the pass yeah. Live your mastery.
1: If that's the case, I got to play a lot more.
0: Or just buy them.
1: Right. Could just. Oh, here we go. Obey corporate. Your first one's at level four. You get the, the text of Obey corporate. With your mastery pass activated. Yeah, with the mastery pass activated. You get the heart. Uh, the heart. Love Hedron. emote? Hedron love. Hedron love emote. Yeah, that's what it's called.
0: So it's right there, bro. She's just changing her position. No, she didn't change it at all. Swarm rise. Well, that's going
1: to be important for a scoot swarm. Yep. Get a new Ooh. pet there.
0: Cool pet. Yeah.
1: Swamp elemental.
0: Ghoul draws elemental.
1: They have names about these. I should be looking. Hedron sad emote at level 36 with the heat or with the heater pass the battle pass well if you want these you're definitely going to be wanting to get that battle pass yep. inferno spark so uh battle pass mastery pass is 3,400 gems how much is thirty-four gems?
0: 3,400 gems again Let's go do some math here, because I cannot remember. Well, like 20 bucks? Yep, 20 it. bucks. Yep. 1999. You can get that mystery pass, or Master Pass. And then that allows you to skip some, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. You'll
1: immediately receive rewards for all completed Master Pass levels. Oh pretty sure there's a, what at 24
0: yeah oh plus the, yeah
1: you get the, the plus 10 levels
0: for yeah this for one. 15 for yeah for another 30 bucks or 20 bucks womp, womp. yep yep so next on the
1: uh so mechanics are you all heard about them you're all aware of them modal level face cards party landfall kicker I don't think we need to go too in depth with that, but we will nope. talk about the scheduling. Yep, between September seventeenth and winter, sometime of twenty twenty, you're going to have Zendikar premiere drafts and traditional drafts, and then from September seventeenth to October, 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 I can't, I can't speak tonight. Tonight, I so speak. I'll
0: take over for Seals, September seventeenth through October second. I'll move along to standard metagame challenges from September 26th through the 29th. We'll also have Quick Draft from October 2nd to the 16th. And then we'll have Zendikar Rising Constructed from October 3rd through the 6th. And then shows you a uh, rotation graph of what's rotating, what's current, what's upcoming, and where you can see the most overlay. Yep, right now it's uh,
1: Throne of Eldraine onto Zedekar. So we got five sets right now.
0: Yep. Three more to go. Yeah, the next three are going to be pretty fun, I think. Man. I'm kind of waiting to see what they're going to do with the next one. I'm hyped for Kalheim. So hyped. Yeah, it should be fun.
1: Uh, some important stuff to remember with this. Users must have created... Uh, or Hold on. So there are... Renewal updates, which we talked a little bit about. Some people got messed up on that. But users must have created a MTG account and logged into their account on or before September 17th so they'd be eligible for rewards. ICRs are from current standard sets up, which had a problem because they used the old ones as we talked. Uh, the renewal mastery pass, you just get a bunch of stuff there depending on your level level 3 level 5 7 11 15 17 21 25 and 31 you get different common icrs and uh, ranging from common uncommon and mythic and then you can get some zendikar boosters in there and then level 31 you get standard 2020 basic sleeves Mm -hmm. now talk about the important stuff here danny The roadmap. Yeah, I was just looking at that right now. Yeah. Some things have changed. Some cool things have been added, and...
0: So, just going over this developer roadmap. So, we have Coming Soon, which technically is right now. uh, We have Zennikar Rising, Rotation 2020, and the renewal that Matt just went over. And in development, this is what a lot of people have been waiting for. We have Kaladesh Remastered. This one kinda came out of nowhere. Yeah, I yeah, it was. Um so this is a two part story involving both Kalidash remastered and Pioneer Masters. As you probably noticed, we've added the f- the former to in development and pushed the latter back into concept. Let's break down the reasons why. Uh first off, we've learned a lot from Omicad Remastered that we want to build on sooner rather than later. Um, secondly, we have a better idea of the power level of Historic in a post Jumpstart, Omicat Remastered, and Mythic Invitational World. And we felt like this is a good time to introduce Kaladesh and A3 Vault into MTG, MTG Arena. And three, it's still a step towards Pioneer. Um, one of the biggest takeaways from Omicat Remastered is how players chose to interact with the set and add cards to the collection. Based on our historic formats, roughly the same amount of people who play Constructed Historic purchased Omicad Remastered Packs through the in-game store. Math checks out what surprises us how many players participated in Omicad Remastered's draft and sealed events, which greatly exceeded our expectations and blurred the lines between historic and standard players. The Kaladesh block was known for its fast, fun, limited environment as well as its powerful cards for constructed play, so it readily builds off the foundation of historic that we've built through the throughout the year. You should expect Kaladesh remastered by the end of the year. so with this, I have a thought, a theory they saw how well
1: Omaged did with draft and seal. This is just a straight up money grab like. They saw they saw that it did well. They're like, we have a lot of sets in Pioneer that we could break down and just do an individual set now for like combine Kaladesh and Aether Revolt, boom, make a Kaladesh remastered. Yep. And sell five Pioneer Master sets separately instead of the Pioneer Masters. Like
0: it's it's a way to slowly integrate Pioneer into it rather than oh hey, here's a new format that we have no cards for per se, other than everything that's standard. But it's a way to get I don't know. It's so like modern master master sets. There's been how many different master sets? Uh I think about ten. Ten to fifteen different sets
1: for modern. Well I mean they're for all eternal formats for because you had
0: but yeah uh, I I, Iconic I I get it. You Eternal it's Masters for everything so legacy and vintage you can use them for, but I mean, it's not like they've done like a legacy master set or anything. It's just they want modern to be more of the pioneer. Well, I'm just talking what paper was. Oh, okay, okay. They wanted modern to be, I guess, more of the what they wanted to lean towards or lead to people to was modern. Now, with arena. Can't do Modern because they don't go that far back, but MTGO does. So they want to bring Pioneer into Arena. So like, hey, we're just going to, again, what you're saying, money grab. Oh, here's a set. Here's a set. Here's a set. Can't use them for Standard. I'm sure they're being allowed to use in Historic.
1: Oh, man. Historic is booming right now, especially after the Mythic Invitational.
0: Yep. So, like, oh, hey, we're, like I said, Pioneer's coming. So, it's just more fire on the wood or wood on the fire. Fire on go. the wood. What am I thinking? It's Words are hard. Bedtime. Analogies that, are That hard. is what it is. It's <laughs> bedtime. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of crazy to see I, Pioneer.
1: I think it's good that they're breaking it down this way because otherwise, Pioneer Master's Like, how do you choose, like, 300 cards, 200 cards to be put in a set that ranges from Return to Ravnica up to, well, in this case, it was Kaladesh before uh, because they did Amiket. So, like, how are they going to choose in that span the best cards and also make, like, a pretty good limited format? So, it makes sense that they're going to be breaking it down in this kind of a manner. Yeah. And maybe the first Pioneer Masters is going to be actually kind of like what historic anthologies are.
0: Yeah, more so more staples than, yeah, your uh, artifacts staples. Yeah. not your color staples.
1: And then we're going to be seeing, um, you know, like after Pioneer, I, I, this is my thoughts, uh, not confirmed or anything here. We're just tangent. We're just ta- spinning ideas. Yeah, this is what I think is like, we're going to get the full pioneers masters as we're going to talk about here in a second in the in concept section. But after that, they're going to do, uh, Ravnica remastered. They're going to do Cons of Tarkir remastered separately into Arena. Like They'll do the whole overall thing. They kind of like breaking it away with Ameket and Kaladesh to really like test the waters here to the full pioneer of their 200, 300 car- cards. And then as things go forward, they're going to do like these smaller sets of uh, original Theros Ravnica remastered sets where they just like take the best from the three three so sets. So we'll
0: take the. Two hundred top used cards in each set and there's make a master set out of it.
1: Right. And I do I do still hold my theory that Historic is gonna become Pioneer. We're gonna we're gonna get the cards that are only in Historic right now printed into Pioneer at some point. Difficult it might be. And again, like when you got things like I don't Frexian Obliterator. I don't think they're going to.
0: Just I I just don't think they'll do it.
1: I know I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my I'm I'm totally holding my breath on this. I'm be, like they
0: be, got this. They can, but it's just the fact that I don't think they're going to. It,
1: I mean, we already know at some point in the future we're probably going to be seeing some some Frexians, Frexian Obliterator out of all Frexians. Could be might it's definitely like the easiest flavor wise to be added into whatever Frexian stat that gets put into standard.
0: Yeah, but I, I just don't see it.
1: Ulamog makes sense as well, you know. Ulamog the ceaseless hunger, that's another one that's in um uh historic, you
0: know. Yeah. Just but again, I just don't see it being in pioneer.
1: I'll make a bet with you like I did with JB on the April Fool's (laughs) secret lair here. No. A a booster pack of whatever premium set that's on at the time. So if it's like.
0: Premium, okay. So
1: this this would be like, you know, uh, Modern Masters 2 kind of a thing, you know.
0: Wow. Where it's
1: like a $7 pack.
0: $13 later. Seven. After (laughs) tax.
1: (laughs) One of those packs. I'll bet you that. Historic is going to become pioneer. Sure, perfect. It heard, won't. You heard it here first, folks. We'll episode
0: keep... episode fifty five. Marker, what? How long is this on so far? Hour ten. Marker seventy seventy point five seconds, or seventy minutes <laughs> five seconds. There we go. We made
1: it, We made a deal.
0: <laughs> On September twenty first, I got to pay Jamie that pack now for the secret layer at nine thirty nine, Central Time.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about the in concept stuff. The Pioneer Masters.
0: Oh, we know what we forgot. Ooh, what in we? development. Oh, we forgot the in development mobile arena on yeah. mobile. Um. So it goes on, as we affirmed in Xenocar Rising debut, soon. For developer roadmap purposes, we still listed under in-development because of coming soon generally means next game update. It's not quite that soon, though. Uh, However, each month brings us closer to MTG Arena's launch on mobile devices. We plan to support both iOS and Android devices at launch. Players should accept... Expect the same formats, features, and collections they currently have access to when playing on desktops.
1: I'm going to say November, end of November.
0: I'm. I want to say it's probably closer to Christmas, just because they're probably going to have a lot more once they actually have the product done. I think it's going beta before it actually goes main. So I think they're gonna, they're probably gonna have it done in November, but it's probably gonna be beta for a month. Okay. Because I think this is gonna be way too much for a phone to Especially actually handle. Scoot swarms. And it's, <laughs> it's just gonna melt motherboards. Like I've played games on my phone. I think I had Hearthstone, Heart- Heartstone. Hearthstone, Hearthstone on like got HTC back a few years ago. And I think it went through like three of them because it literally just melted my motherboard because the battery just got hot. It just melted. Right. So I I don't think I don't think it's going to be readily available in November. It's probably like a select few like test groups, but I don't think it's going to be fully available until mid to late December.
1: You know, us living up here in the Midwest have an added benefit of playing this game. At least in the winter, if our phone starts to get hot, we just it's chuck it hand in the warmer. snow. Oh, it's a hand warmer. It's <laughs> <this> even better. <laughs> I was just gonna say, chuck it in the snow to cool it down, but put it in your jacket no, pocket then, and then you then keep it you warm. About,
0: then you have to worry about water damage.
1: You put it in a plastic baggie.
0: You just put it outside on your, in, like you just in your bag, in a bag, and just set it outside. It cools off. Or just put it in your car and just warm it up. Warm up <laughs> your car that way. You don't even have to turn your car on. It defrosts the car on yep. its own. <laughs> put your phone on your battery to warm it real up, real quick.
1: Yep, just one uh, opening up arena on your phone in the morning. When you wake up, your phone gets hot enough. You just walk downstairs, put it in your car, go back in, get dressed ready for the day. You get out and your car is just nice and toasty before you even start it. First up.
0: of all, are you, are you dressed well enough to go outside in 40 degree weather, 40 below weather? to put your phone in your car that's freezing cold to go back inside and get changed. Hey
1: man, I've done it before where it's like, I don't have auto start. So I had to walk out to my car in my pajamas and boots and a coat just to turn my car on.
0: Walked up a hill both ways too. <laughs> anyway, well, mobile
1: is going to be fun. It's yeah, we can, I can already imagine that we're going to be talking about people's phones. like, crashing and melting and all that other fun stuff i
0: I see a lot of people having insurance claims what their phones what if
1: there's like a a loading screen on there being like make sure to only play for 10 minutes at a time
0: right a timer (laughs) oh your match your your time's up in 10 minutes well my match is still going well i got your minutes left there's a clock it's 10 seconds let's go Oh man. Anyway, back to our uh, topic on hand in concept. Uh, we've kind of already mentioned this, but it's uh pioneer masters. As noted above, we've shifted pioneer masters back to the con- um to the concepting so we can iterate uh iterate on what we've learned from Omicamp Remastered and will likely learn from a Dash Remastered. When we originally concepted Pioneer Masters, we put a heavy emphasis on constructed play staples. While this remains a guiding star, we're going to use this time to be, get more playtesting to ensure the limited environment is just as fun. We believe that the additional time and iteration will make Pioneer Masters a better set overall. However, this does push the release date into 2021. So I'm thinking March.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Q1 Q2. Yeah,
0: like end of Q1. So late March, early April. Yep.
1: Unless unless they decide to do other things in between there, you know, like okay, Keladesh worked well. Let's go to uh what was it before that? Was it Theros?
0: Keladesh? Yeah. Almeket? No, Amaket was after, wasn't it? No, they haven't released Kaledesh yet. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like in order of like what's
1: before in the actual.
0: Oh, in the actual timeline? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah,
1: so then they'd probably do another set before they do another. Um, Pioneer, was but
0: anyways, Porn of Gods. Oh, that's the whole Theros black.
1: Maybe it was Theros. I can't remember.
0: But yeah, I think it was. I think it was Theros was before that but anyways um moving along uh we just last but not least we'll just go through the cleanup steps um so it's actually, not much in the cleanup yeah steps it's to talk already about. <laughs> it's already happened with. i guess if you've dealt with it it was a cleanup that's it also p.s don't forget to pre-order which has already happened but anyways pre-order the next set
1: you can uh, you can pre-order your uh, paper stuff still, because exactly. that don't come out till this week.
0: Yep. I have a box that I'm going to pick up. I'm hoping for uh, either, um, what is it, Air Mesa, Blue Delta, or what's the other one that I need?
1: Oh, for your Chromium deck?
0: Yeah, my Chromium deck. Yeah, you
1: don't need Air Mesa. Air Mesa is white, red, plains, and mountains.
0: But I need the plains. That's why it's in oh, there. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. So polluted delta, layered mesa, the, the green, Marsh, the Marsh red flats. yeah, it's Marsh black,
0: flats. There we go. Those are the three I need.
1: But let's jump into this finance section. As always, we are going off of MTGStocks.com, an amazing, new, uh, amazing, uh, finance site where they have a weekly article that comes out called weekly winners where they talk about 3 to 5 cars that have seen notable increases in value and 3 to 5 cars that have seen notable decreases in value. So let's start off with Recross the Paths. This is the number 1 winner of this week. It has seen a 14,000 or 1400% increase at an all-time high for this card that's been printed once in Morning Tide. It's $6.12. Uh, recross the path is a, uh, yeah, recross the path is a green sorcery for green two. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a land card. Put that card into play and the rest at the bottom of your library in any order. Clash with an opponent. If you win, return recross the path to its owner's hand. Uh, Clashing is this thing where you reveal the top card of each player. Reveals the top card of their library. The one with the highest CMC wins the clash, and does the thing. So, this has moved up in price. Did you see the deck list on this?
0: Nope. I did not.
1: With Zendikar Rising and the MDFC cards that are out. Yep. Uh, Goblin Charbelcher is a deck that has made a very large resurgence in Modern Due to some high end magic plays from Oh, just doesn't say his name. Oh yep, there you go. By Sebastian Stuckle. Stukle. Goblin Char Belcher, for those that don't know, is wow. a completely landless deck.
0: Wow. Do you do you see it? Yep. Okay. Wow. So it's a four-drop artifact with a three-mana tap ability. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a land card. Goblin Charbelcher Belcher Belcher sorry, Char Belcher, deals damage equal to the number of non-land cards revealed this way to target creature or player. If the revealed land card it was a mountain. Goblin Charbelcher Belcher deals double that damage instead. Put the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in any order. So if this is, as what you said, a non-land deck,
1: <laughs> you one-shot your opponent by this.
0: Well, how do you get this on the field then?
1: Ah, I'm so glad you asked. Especially now with these MDFCs. Yep. You get Valakut Awakening, Spike Field Hazard, uh, Shatters. Shatter Skull Summit. I, sp- I I suppose they don't technically count they as they lands. They don't count as lands.
0: Because they're on the backside. Correct. Wow.
1: Yes. So cards like this. Uh, and one of the main things that you're supposed to do with this style deck, the reason why Recross the Paths has moved up, is you get out, Recross the Path, you cast it. And the, the, the key thing in this deck is... So the key thing with recross the paths is you get to put it on the bottom in any order of the card, so you reveal cards until you reveal a not or yeah until you reveal a land card which you don't so you just you stack the deck is what you do and so you stack the deck in the way of so the whole thing is when you restack the deck you're gonna top it off with a card like reforge the soul which has a miracle of two to discard your hand draw a full seven and you're supposed to be able to use Simeon spirit guides which you exile to make green or blue mana, Not blue mana red mana it's late for me as well you make red mana and the goal is to really cast iron craig feet to be able to put a Charbelcher into play and activate it because Charbel or Ironcrag Feet is red, red, red one sorcery. Uh, you get seven red mana to to cast something, but you can only cast one more spell this turn. And that's where you get Goblin Charbelcher, which is a four mana artifact, and then it's three to activate, just enough to do this wheel and win the game. So yeah, the the primary thing is like, you now get these MDFCs that now count as lands, which will help you get to this at any point. Like, you're not, you still have the, the, uh, the desperate rituals, the piratic rituals, all these things that are supposed to be making mana for you to help push this out so you can get things like recross the path out sooner, cast that sooner. But as soon as you get recross the path, like, you just essentially won the game next turn. This deck is super crazy. it popped up. People are loving it, so all the goblin char belcher pieces are uh, moving up in price, and we definitely want a lot or pretty deep into not really deep, but you know, really skimmed this card. so if you got if you got your bulk for this card, because this card was a 40 cent card just the other day, forty, yep. 40 cents, and now it's six dollars. like if you had a whole stack of these things, you got some money. You can trade them in, or... I wonder what the buy list is for it right now. You should probably move along. You should probably move along. We got, next, Knowledge Exploitation, which is a card also from Tide. It is blue-blue five for a tribal sorcery rogue with prowl, three blue. You play this card for his prowl cost if you dealt combat damage to a player this turn with a rogue, and it reads... Search target opponent's library for an instant or sorcery card. You may play that card without paying its mana cost. Then that player shuffles his or her deck. This card has seen a 300% increase now sitting under $16. It actually uh, spiked up to 20 earlier and it's kind of on its way downward. But because of uh, the reason why that this card has moved up in price is due to the card rising commander decks. There is a rogue commander deck that would love something like this and it's not that hard of a an addition to add into something like that. Into for, a, sure. for sure, yeah. Rogue Tribal just got a big boost within the last two sets, so it's hard to uh, it's easy to see why this thing has moved up in price. Moving right along, we have the Eternal Masters printing of Vampiric Tutor, which has seen a thirteen percent increase, now at an all time high. This card is hundred and thirty eight dollars and ninety five cents.
0: I also need this card for my
1: Chromium deck. Vampiric Tutor is a black instant instant speed. Search your library for a card, then shuffle your library, put that card on top, you lose two life. Vampiric Tutor has been popping up in weekly interests for quite some time now. Uh, To paint a picture, uh, the author, Peter, uh, says Vampiric Tutor was $28 at the release of Eternal Masters in 2016. $40 Forty dollars in January of 2018, and fifty dollars in January of 2019, and then it was seventy-five in January of 2020, and now it has risen to new heights. Since January, it's almost doubled in price. It's getting close up to there. Vampiric Tutor is uh, one of the biggest commander cards that people will be. Or people always want any way to be like instant speed tutoring any card. You're going to want it. Uh, it's noted here, Golos Tireless Pilgrim, Kest Dissented Mage, and Brea Ethereum Shaper. All of those would definitely love this card. Uh, but yeah, the high demand is definitely driven by Commander play, as is the Year of Commander. Well, that actually in vintage. Yeah, yeah, I guess played in vintage as well. But next, we have the last weekly winner, which is... Savannah. A reserve list card. But this is notable because Savannah is... Uh, so Savannah is, taps for white or uh, green, and it counts as a plains and a forest. Uh, it's third edition printing here. Uh, but what makes this important is, like, Savannah is one of those cards that don't get played a lot of vintage and legacy decks, uh, Because like the most powerful decks in Vintage and Legacy always have blue, and this doesn't, and those clearly don't have green or white, and so seeing this card move up in price, uh, is just saying that, you know, this is a natural reserve list spiking. There's nothing special about it, Mm -hmm. but it's moving. It's just natural demand for a card on a, on the reserve list. I, That's I going this it, is one it's... of the cheaper ones to get because everything
0: else was like three hundred bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Badlands six hundred plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So Savannah, uh, I didn't say this before. I saw uh, almost fourteen percent increase. It's now two hundred and sixty dollars. Before it was two hundred and twenty five. So yeah, one of the cheaper one of the cheaper duels. People that started buying it, they're like. This is the cheapest duel that we can get. I can get it. Let's get it. Yeah. And now the price is moving up because it's just
0: it's it's just the reserve list. It's it's an invest it's an investment. It's a cheap one, but it's still not cheap. But comparing everything else, it's cheap. Right.
1: But since we're talking about cheap stuff, Danny, want to give us them cheap cheap pickups? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do JB's job. JB, get your ass over here.
0: Oh, we're almost done. Uh so first one on the list we have Arcbound Ravager, it is sitting at twelve ninety nine, record low and trending down. It's a two drop artifact creature beast, sacrifice an artifact, put a plus one plus one counter on Arcbound Ravager, and then it has a modular one ability. So when it enters battlefield with a one one counter on. When it dies, put its one one counters and target creature, target artifact creature. So it's a zero zero. Um, this is from the modern, modern masters. Yeah, modern masters. Forget MMA. Yep. Uh next up we have Voice of Resurgence sitting at six sixty four record low and trending down. It is a white green creature elemental. Uh, when an opponent casts a spell during your turn, or when Voice of Resurgence dies, put a green and white elemental creature token on the battlefield with this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of creatures you control. It is a 2-2. Two, two. Do
1: you remember when this card was like 50 to 70 bucks when we first started playing Standard? Like this was a powerhouse of a card back in the day.
0: Oh yeah because it was such a low drop. It's a mythic. Yeah, it, this thing was I think I wanted this for Rith but then it was so freaking expensive. I was like Nah. And moved along. Speaking of that, I'll move along to the next one. <laughs> oh. You like that segue? That was good. Uh, last but not least, we have Imperial Recruiter sitting at twenty one dollars even, uh record low and trending down slowly. It's a one red, two colorless uh human advisor. Uh, when Imperial Recruiter enters the battlefield, search the library for a creature card with power 2 or less, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. It is a 1-1. One, one.
1: Yeah, man. Double Masters reprinting of Imperial Recruiter. Get these bad boys while you can. Yep. There's a whole contentious arguments with Imperial recruiters and reprinting and old cards and stuff like that. If I could find the link to the article that was talking about it, I'm pretty sure it was from like quiet speculation. I'll post it in the post it in the show notes down below. But Danny, I feel we've been talking way too long and getting this all edited will still be over an hour's worth of stuff. That's fine. I think we're going to have to pass on deck of the week this week. Sorry, y'all if you, uh, that's something that disappoints you let us know and we'll try and try and do better and stay on topic which is kind of surprising danny i thought you're the one that's supposed to keep us on on rails here
0: oh that's just when you and jb are going on tangents i just like to say <laughs> Niv Mizz" it multiple multiple times to see you guys stop talking
1: so 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 you go on tangents that's perfectly fine
0: oh yeah cause I, that's <laughs> that's me cuz i don't talk i'm making up for the last time cuz you guys continuously talk there enough. Gotta make. I gotta fill the void of no JB. No JB. I, I think we really could just probably do this real quick. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty, pretty straightforward.
1: And, it's, and it's, it's, yeah, it's too good. It's really it's, too it's good just, to pass up.
0: It's just a deck that's currently kind of wrecking the meta of standard. I
1: wouldn't say wrecking. Definitely a wrench in the operation.
0: It's, it's you, you, from the articles i've been reading or the posts that i've been reading it seems like the only way you could beat this deck is if you are you have answers built for this deck
1: and there's definitely a lot of answers that a lot of people run already so before before we keep like teasing around about this deck we've mentioned it like teased at it a couple times throughout the episode it is the standard scoot swarm deck Mm -hmm. to those that haven't seen the complete and utter ridiculousness that this deck
0: can do of exponential growth. Gotta love Landfall. (sighs) So, those green players are gonna love it.
1: Scoot Swarm. Is a green 2, 1, 1 insect with landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a 1, 1 green insect creature token. If you control six or more lands, create a token that's a copy of Scoot Swarm instead. Yup. So any form of landfall, as soon as you get six or more,
0: you get Scoot Swarms that make more Scoot Swarms. Which make more Scoot Swarms. Right. Therefore, on and on and on and on and on. Yep, so you start off by making one skewed Swarm, and
1: then they each make one, so that's four, and then those four make another four, which is eight. Those eight make more, and it just keeps exponentially growing. And it's not that hard to get landfall in this deck because one of the key cards that people love to play with this is...
0: Migrating Great Horn.
1: Yeah. Because it's
0: stupid as well, because you mutate onto this good swarm. Whenever this creature mutates, search the library for a basic land card, put that bar- put on the baffle tapped, and then shuffle your library. Brutal, bro. Yep.
1: You got that. And then other ways for landfall, you have four Fabled Passage and four Migration Path. Uh, migration path is green three sorcery search your library for up to two basic land cards put them onto the battlefield tapped and shuffle your library so you're getting two triggers there right off the bat yep. so that'll take you from eight to sixteen to thirty two
0: and then you have lotus cobra lotus cobra yes yeah, so <laughs> That landfall is when your land landed the battlefield and control add one man of any color His mammoth.
1: Well you got Valcoot's Exploration here, which is another great card for this. Um I, I, let's just leave it right there because what we're gonna do is like that's the main package kind of a thing. Like you're gonna want Scoot Swarm, Migratory Great Horn, Lotus Cobra, and Migration Path in some form of combination. There are yep. people like There's many different variants of this deck, but the fact that you get Scoot Swarm is the key. But what makes it even more impressive is you got a card like Terror of the Peaks.
0: That card is brutal. Yeah,
1: especially with a bunch of three, four.
0: Well, Scoot doesn't doesn't even matter. It's just the fact that you have a lot of tokens coming in the battlefield. Yep. Yeah. Even if they're just one one. Because Terror of the Peaks reads. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under control, Terror of the Peaks deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target.
1: So you got eight scoots coming in. That's eight damage. Play another land. <laughs> Sixteen scoots. That's, that's death. game. Yeah, that's yeah, game. That's game right there.
0: But also, Terror of the Peaks though so is a five drop.
1: Right. Yeah. So it's a flying five-four dragon. So it's
0: hard. You can't. You can't. Like, in In standard. Should standard is typically what a f- turn five, turn six game. That's what they're trying to aim for. So this this fits. It does. It's just the fact that, and you're also also playing green, so you're gonna be able to ramp up to it quicker. Yeah. So it's it's this deck can get bonkers,
1: right? Until
0: so you meet Ugin.
1: Yeah, Ugin is a good counter to this. uh your, if your opponent doesn't have, like, Terror of the Peaks out, but they make a bunch of Scoot Swarms, uh, you drop an Ugin. Man, this is just saying something that it's like, Ugin, it makes sense, Ugin is powerful enough to, like, put this deck in check. Because as soon as you lose Scoot Swarm, like, you lose out on what this deck can do. But the fact yep. that it's so explosive, and if you get these cards out just right, because you don't need that many landfall triggers for Scoot Swarm to just kill your opponent, especially with Terror of the Peaks.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you get Terror Peaks just out and you drop one landfall and if you have s- Swarm uh, on the battlefield mutated with uh, Great Horn so you landfall you get a creature you, all get, you also get the searcher library for a landfall for a card for a land, sorry. Put that on the battlefield, get another landfall. And if you have tear of the peaks on the battlefield, you have seven lands. So therefore, that 6-1, you're getting another scroot rather than a a 1-1 insect. So you're just getting more landfalls. So yeah, it, it becomes bonkers. Real quick. So along with Terror of the Peaks, you can go in
1: a way that all your creatures gain haste as well. And I just did a quick scryfall search. You got you got cards like Perforos Bronze Blooded, which gives all your creatures haste. Tuck Tuck Fort, which is a defender wall, uh for red two oh three. Creatures you control have haste. And those are your only two options. And these Scoot Swarm decks, like, that's all you need. You know, have four of those it's just another way to like Deal damage if you don't have Tear of the Peaks out,
0: essentially. Right. Yeah, and um, yeah, the rubble forts a three drop, and then Perforos is a five drop.
1: Right. So like, it 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 gives you the option of like you can have eight essential like in the game cards, like either it be Tear of the Peaks of direct damage or swinging in with a bunch of Scoot swarms with Perforos there.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I think the overall win con for this is just the swarm of Scoot Swarm. But then the alternative win con is Terror of the Peaks, I think. Yeah, Terror of the Peaks just gets it done right then and there. You like, that, that's Yeah, this is like instantaneous. With- you can't, unless you have answer for Terror of the Peaks, you're done for. Mm-hmm. Or
1: if you got... Um, you know, the, uh, there's a couple blackboard wipes right now that would be good. E2 Extinction, not E2 yep. e extinction, extinction events, choose, uh, odd. All the Scoot Swarms get exiled. There's that Witch's Bane that you choose a creature type and destroy all creatures of the chosen type as well. And that's like black, black one. Mm. So, I mean, there's a couple things to slow this down. But the fact this is like heavy hitting and aggressive, there are people that are throwing in these four color Omneth shells, uh, Omneth, that we were talking about in the Hoaglandia, where it's just like landfall, make a bunch of mana, cast a Genesis ultimatum. Yep. Like, this is just like a side thing that they can put in there without really, like, worrying about it. Yeah.
0: There's, like, no real alternative win con. It's all different win cons. Right. It's kind of crazy with the gruel right now. Yeah. Again, like, there's, because
1: there's, uh, you can even go blue, red, or blue, red, uh, green, blue. And you get Uros in there, which helps like increase some longevity there, gaining life. Dropping lands. Yeah. So so it's it's pretty much just like that shell of Scoot Swarm, Migratory Great Horn, and like Migration Path or Cultivate. Like you got your options. Yep. And then you just choose your flavor after that. Are you going with Terror of the Peaks? You're going with Omnath. You're going with uh, Uro. You're going with uh, Purphoros Brazen Blood.
0: Yep. I do like Purphoros Brazen Blood, though. <laughs> it's kind of a high drop. It's, it's, yeah, I like it. It's just kind of a high drop.
1: But yeah. Oh, so this is exactly what you do. You have a bunch of mana, Purphoros Brazen Blood out. You activate its ability of two red. You may put a red creature card or an artifact creature from your hand into the battlefield, second at the beginning of the next end step. So you do that. Have Scoot swarm out and then he gets Tear of the peaks from your hand. I don't know. It's that that's like balls to the wall stuff right there. But
0: that's a lot of lot of mana. It is,
1: but it's not that hard with all this ramping with Lotus Cobra. Lotus Cobra. Whoo! People are. Well, yeah, people are definitely that's, having. That's things wrecking
0: about- the meta too.
1: People are having things about Lotus Cobra, though my argument to that is like currently there's a good amount of stuff to be dealing with things like this. Uh, We were talking about some board wipes, but some like spot removals we have, you have two mana heartless act and uh, eliminate in black as way to destroy a target creature with no counters or with uh, CMC three or less. You're able to tag those out and you can also get scoot swarm with both of those. Uh, before anything comes come, uh, comes out pretty bad. Um, Spikefield Hazard takes out a Lotus Cobra and a Scoot Swarm. That's in red. It's one of the new uh, MDFCs. Uh, deals damage to any target. If a permanent dealt damage this way would die, exile it instead. So it takes out those ramps. It takes out those Scoot Swarms and it even takes out Uros. Just want to note that here. It takes out Uros on first cast uh, when they have to sacrifice themselves and it just exiles them for no. one red. There's there's ways to beat this deck. This definitely seems like you know the the flashy. Uh, I'm recalling Garuda, like it's, when Garuda was the deck of the week, kind of a thing. Like
0: and it, all of a sudden, it the kind of reminds come me of my red deck, where you, either either I beat your face by turn four or I lose.
1: Yeah, very very last
0: canny style, I would say. But but then again, that that is how I play. Right. I like I like to just go straight forward and not. I like to just get the game over with rather than spend four hours just countering spells and doing nothing. Storm players. Yeah. But but I think that's uh that's
1: it, Matt. That's an episode. That I don't it think is so. links in the description for this deck below. Let's jump into Thank you guys for listening and being legendary magic folk. That was a horrible segue. I'm not good at segues. That's why I got you here. Wow. Thank you for being legendary. As always, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Join the Discord. We talk and stuff there.
0: Well, they have to send a request to join our Discord. Yeah. Uh,
1: No, I got the... You got the link link up? Yeah, the permalink's in the uh, description down below. Click that. Get to join. If you have problems, hit us up. uh, Just
0: making sure that, that they know. Oh Barry's is changing positions continuously. Oh, so cute.
1: Anyway. Oh, yep, yeah, focus. Uh questions, comments, concerns, comments, uh feedback of any kind, greatly appreciated. Hit us up on any of those social platforms of Twitter, Facebook, or Discord. Or you can send us an email at thisweekendmtg at gmail dot com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss when an episode comes out. They come out Tuesday nights to help my sanity. Hopefully
0: Tuesday nights. Occasionally Wednesdays.
1: They come out Tuesday nights, but like I, I, you know, yeah, they're always Tuesday nights so far that they come out. Like you look at the 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 release time; it's Tuesday
0: nights at eleven fifty nine. Nine fifty nine. Ah, yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll uh, catch you next week. Bye. Bye.